Welcome everybody to Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast, your home for all wrestling, everything wrestling. Fellas, 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 life is good. Let me tell you something. Life ain't never been better if you're a fan how, how of WWE. How good is life? How, how is life treating you? You tell me. Yo, Henry, how's life treating you, man? I was hoping you would start singing uh, Living My Best Life. I would have died uh, laughing if you would have started singing that shit. <laughs> oh, you know. So, look at my eyes. Tell me what you see. The cult of personality. <laughs> Yo, listen. When I tell you, I'll, Henry, I'll give you the breakdown. I'll pull up the solo style to watching the, the pay-per-view, right? And we're saying, I keep telling Soto, he's going to make it. He's going to be there. So I was like, no, he's not. He's not. And then every match keeps closer and closer. And all of a sudden, I don't want to do it. I, I, I don't want to believe it. And all of a sudden, you hear the watermark on the bottom say, after Orange showed up, we all went crazy. All of a sudden, and me and Soto are jumping right. like children. Yo, so, all right. So that is all facts. The fact that throughout the night, you know, you kind of get teases, right, of CM Punk, right? And then you've gotten teases throughout the past couple of weeks. So I just put up a tweet like, you know, not today, Satan. Like, I'm not going to fall for that. <laughs> and I think WWE did a beautiful job of just like zooming out as if like the show is going to close. And he threw the watermark up saying, oh, here's a trademark. Right. Gotta... And then everybody, once that trademark comes out and, and whatnot, automatically think, yeah, that's it. Like, this well, is wait. Something would happen. There's there. more. They did it. When they did it, it sort of like did like a sort of like a caution X thing. And then all of a sudden his music popped. I was like, what? It was it was fantastic. Like, but we'll, off. we'll we'll get to Mr. Punk. We'll we'll get to him soon. Mr. Phil Brooks. Yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we kick things off with ladies uh, war games match in which we saw Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, and Shotzi defeat Damage Control. Fantastic match. Yeah, they were I, all in agreement for that. Yeah, I um, think that you could... trash can spot was absolutely freaking insane, especially just not knowing. Where you're gonna jump from, how short your jump is, how far your jump was, was absolutely crazy. Yeah, that's her like signature, like I guess like move now. Like, she's she about to jump and say, hold on a second. Let me answer, let me put the trash can on real quick and just jump. The thud that was made was absolutely hilarious. Here's, boom. Yeah. Everybody fucking drops. And no, there were there were cool movements in this match. One in particular, you know, you have kind of like Charlotte, the tension between Charlotte and Becky Lynch, which has been, you know, picking up for the past, like, week or so, and then kind of, like, finally made amends, you know? These girls were best friends, you know, and had a fallout, and then now are reunited, as we saw in the post-conference. So, really happy to see that they patched things up. Interestingly enough, you know, they were asked at the press conference, like, if a tag team championship opportunity for them presented itself, you know, would they go for it? And to be honest with you, kind of wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, I would let, you know, other ladies kind of like do their own thing in regards to the, you know, a singles run. And if they wanted to elevate the tag team titles, they, they probably could do that if they wanted to. Probably. I wouldn't doubt that. I think Shotzi's probably the, the woman of the night because she definitely showcased everything in that ent- in that entire match. She was definitely like MVP if you had to pick one. I think Triple H said it right. Becky, you know, Becky Charlotte. If you piggybacking off that too, I think that's going to be maybe like sort of like a one-off match. Even though there has been outlets that said before in the past that previously Becky and Charlotte have other plans they want to do 
they don't want to have to fight each other at WrestleMania. So, I mean, we'll see. Right. Um, and then even though in that match, we just saw you mentioned Shotzi being your MVP. My MVP happened to be Bailey. Not only she started for her team, but she made numerous saves throughout the match. Even though she did take the pinfall, which could have some consequences. No, I'll just leave it, it at that. I think I already saw some stuff leaked on Twitter that said that she hasn't been able to get in touch with anybody from damage control after the match. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, listen, they last episode of Friday Night SmackDown, they kind of teased that, you know, she would be the one getting kicked out, you know? And I definitely see that happening. Uh, yeah, so, Dakota Kai. We know Dakota Kai is going to be the real leader. I mean, Dakota Kai, despite being injured, has been holding it down. I mean, yeah, Eos guy is the champion, but yeah. kind of like the glue and the one who's moving pieces around as right. of late has been Dakota Kai. Yeah, I agree. So, but yeah, no, I I think this match, uh, in my opinion, was the match of the night. Surprisingly, it, I would not I would not disagree with you there either. Right, you know, obviously when you think of the match of the night, you know, everybody kind of like thinks, oh, yeah, it's going to be the men's war games. No, but the ladies absolutely killed it. Uh, each and every one of them, they they did their part. I'm excited to see what storylines, you know, take place going forward. It's like, all right, so who's who's going to be EO's next challenger, right? Uh, what what happens with the relationship between Bailey and Damage Control, right? Where does Bianca go from here? Where does Shotzi, right? Flair and Lynch, like, they going to team up or, you know, what's going to happen in that aspect. So, uh, listen, I'm really interested to see what happens next. And and actually, I'm, I'm excited because they gave a lot of love and time to the women's division. And I think they've done a lot of investing, right? A lot of investing. Right. I mean, listen, the past couple of weeks, a lot of people have been critical of the, you know, women's division and its bookings. Right. And rightfully so. Right. It's been kind of like inconsistent. You know, they've been having matches, but it's sometimes like short match. So, yeah, the ladies killed it. No complaints at all. At least to me. Yeah, I, for- I think it was a I think it was a five. I don't want to say a five. It was like four and a half out of five. I think both war games were four and a half out of five. But I think the women's, I don't think anybody really expected the women's to be that good. Like, I thought it would be a good match. This was way better than expected. They definitely, like, showed their shit. Yeah. Moving on, we have the... Yeah, oh, you want to say something, Henry? They held it down. That's all. I agree. Oh, okay. Um, next we have on the card the Intercontinental Championship match, in which we saw uh, Gunther defeat the Miz and obviously retain. I go a lot. A fun match. Technically, the Miz has been more at the face in the feud, even though the Miz is a heel. So it was basically a heel versus heel match, which was funny to see both try to pull out the heel tactics during the match. Yeah, especially with the Miz with the, with the low blow. Yeah. And Towards the end, pretty technical, pretty technical match. So, wasn't uh, expect anything big there, but I'm glad that they, you know, kept the essence of it. So, it's been a great run from Gunther so far. I tell you that much. They made a lot of good points. <clears throat> Even in the scrum, they're talking about it. Like you can name your top five, like Intercontinental Champions, the top five greatest, and you could. I don't know if you could put Gunther in the top five conversation yet, but Gunther probably has the best individual run with the belt by far over anybody. Like it's like it's a yeah. Soto's dad made a great point. He was like, "Oh, you know," in his in his thick English accent. <laughs> you know, 
the Miz should win, but Gunther's too good to lose. I'm like, you damn fucking right, Gunther's too good to lose. Let's correct it a little bit. The Miz, he's good, but, you know, (laughs) Gunther, he's the champion. He's too good. What what about all all time time beating the Continental Reign was uh, before Gunther was basically uh, Miz's favorite wrestler, the Honky Tonk Man. Fucking bozo. (laughs) No. I love what they've done with Gunther, right? The IC title was a title that was easily forgotten, right? You know, it's like somebody, you know, when when Nakamura was champion, no fault of his own. It's just the way it was booked. That was a rough time for the IC title because it's like, all right, Nakamura is champion, but they never showcased him, barely made appearances, and it just just got lost, right? I think that was more more Vince's booking when he was Right, so now that Gunther's champion, guy, things are better now. Yeah, um, it's, gonna, it's now, gonna be better for a lot of the Spanish and, and uh, Asian wrestlers in the future too, because Triple H said that's his focus to try to show people that it's not a place; it's a place that any, despite whatever ethnicity you are, race, you know, gender, that anybody can succeed in WWE. And I think that's the positive message to send, honestly. Instead yeah. of having the same Joe Schmo. Oh yeah, let's get the thirteenth title run or but, you know, but whatever. You gotta give credit to Triple H because he, him and his booking has oh. allowed the IC title to get an Correct. an enormous amount of credibility, right? And for a time, for a short time, it was the IC title was the title to have on Monday Night Raw because they had no world heavyweight championship. So Facts. all eyes was on Gunther and that IC championship, and you know he took the ball and definitely ran away with it. Man, and... like a full blown sprint. It was the run he had. I don't know. Y'all call him Gunther. I still want to call him Walter, but now I'm forgetting his name was once Walter. <laughs> but he's been immaculate. Like you can't outside of Roman Reigns, he's been the best champ in the past. Like everything, four or five he's years. he's he's one of those few wrestlers right now <clears throat> that has the total package, right? He has the in-ring skills. He has the entrance and the mic work, right? He looks, yeah. and I told you watching this yesterday, he looks like a legit boss, like a final boss. Yeah. And yeah, uh, the way they've present, you know, presented him throughout the last couple of months has been incredible. So, and, and as for the Miz, who is, you know, one of the greatest IC title holders of all time, I think this, uh, this was a good match for him. We haven't seen a lot from the Miz recently, right? And you know, he was a heel now. It kind of seemed like he turned face with this feud against Gunther while still executing heel tactics like the low blow and you know, uh, the Miz pulling the turnbuckle pad off. So it was interesting to kind of like mix both of them, but I again, I'm kind of like invested to see what happens with the Miz now with this like new character direction. And yeah, much respect to the Miz because listen, he's one of the OGs, been doing it for he years. He has been so. given no love to the fans. And those fans, I'm not gonna call them stupid, I'm gonna call them dense. Because you just don't understand. Like it's not it's never what have you done for me? Or it's not what are you doing for me, it's what have you done for me lately. That's how it should be. Like great right. credit. And it's not just the past three months. Look in the past three years, look in the past five, the past ten years. Like Miz made a minute WrestleMania. I don't know how you want to break it down, what kind of match was, flop or not, you know, he's done a lot. And, you know, and I'm glad Gunther gave his praise to The Miz and went back to his heelish ways and said, oh, The Miz deserves to be here in this company, just now in the ring with me. Okay, I'm saying that's that's a great answer. It's the only answer you can give. 
And then prior to Triple H goes, you know, the Miz, you know, is one of the best. You know, the Miz, you ask, whatever you ask Miz to do, he is the best at doing whatever you ask to be done. You want to be a face? He might be the best face on the, on the roster. You want to be a heel? He's easily one of the best heels on the roster. You want to have a chan- uh, have a, a reign with, with a belt? He makes the belt relevant. You want to push, you want to you be a jobber? Out. He's a great jobber. Our like, truth in that too. Somebody, another one who does things like that too. I'm not saying they're the same, but I'm talking about willing to do whatever, what is accident in any situation. So Yes. Yeah. And I, know, I, know, what, I, know, I know Miz is one of, one, of the, one of the people he actually enjoyed working with and took that model of working habit from too. Just a guy that basically goes above and beyond and can excel in any role. So I agree with you there too. Right. When I look at the Miz, the word consistency should like all i think about is how how consistent the miz has been throughout all the years in any situation as a damn shame that the miz is in the love now that ziggler should have got years ago and i said you sort of during the scrum like shame shame on those who forgot how great ziggler was ziggler's one of the best wrestling roster did everything for the company everything right and what they get oh he's just a bum doing comedy now bro like nah yeah i got some disrespect Give give people flowers when they're here, because watch what happens when Cena or Nagana, everybody's gone. Man, I really miss Cena. No, you don't. Shut up. Now you now when he's gone, now you want to be. Damn, this shit sucks. Fucking travesty, man. I'm sick of this shit. Part part of it is also booking too. You gotta think about it like that too, from the other side of it too. As a company, and just this was just wrestling industry as a whole. Some companies excel at booking stars and maintaining stars, and some suck at it. We know some suck at keeping talent happy. Some suck at this. There's always those bad apples are the ones that don't know what the fuck they're doing in their job, unfortunately. In the wrestling business, we know this. Obviously, mm-hmm. with booking directions, just with different wrestlers. If you talk about like guys like Ricochet, freaking Andrade, they booked him wrong. Uh, also, about him a little bit, too. There's, a, there's just an, a long list. I'll give you an example of one who ex, who's excelling another company thing. His run in WWE was lackluster. So again, basically, it comes to being able to create stars. And have they have they really been able to do that? That's just basically piggybacking off what you said. That's 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 how I see it too. Yeah. Now now the question becomes, you know, with a another victory for Gunther, who dethrones the ring general? There's a couple guys you can uh, talk about. Because I knew right off bat, I knew it wasn't going to be the Miz. I mean, yeah, nothing against the be, Miz. It's going to be Brock Lesnar. That's just that just weird. Huh? I mean, listen, Brock versus Gunther. I mean, that that would be that would be pretty fine. Isn't it? Brock isn't has that, never had a an IC belt. That's one of the titles that he's no, missing. no, he's missing that title. I'm all for it. Give Brock a 15, 20 minute match with Gunther. Ooh, yeah, that's gonna I think be that's one one of the trips he's missing. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a heavyweight. Uh, I think people need that championship. I think him and I think Sheamus need it in order to complete. I think the Grand Slam. Uh, Grand Slam, right? Yeah, Sheamus needs that. Uh, no, I think I think Brock still needs U.S. A U.S. Yeah, so I mean, but if Brock wants to go for an IC title, I mean, I think that match would yeah. uh, be historic. But yeah, um, yeah, hell yeah. We move on to Santo Escobar defeating Dragon Lee. Uh, guys, to be honest with you, as much uh, listen, I, I was really excited about this matchup, right? Uh, remember the original, yeah. The original match was Carlito versus Santos Escobar, but Escobar took out Carlito on SmackDown. And this match was put together, which I thought, all right, this is great because you're able to showcase two up and coming, you know, luchadores or 
Latino superstars, right? Two guys that could be the future, um, you know, of WWE going forward, right? And I was kind of like disappointed because I think we were robbed of a masterpiece, right? I think given more minutes, I just think the match was cut short. Given more minutes, I think these guys would have knocked it out of the ballpark. They already donned Dragon Lee as the next Rey Mysterio. Right. Mysterio courted himself as well. This guy's the next big thing when it comes to, you know, match wrestling. Right. When it comes to Santos Escobar, um, while his call. Very high ceiling. Right. While while his call up was cool. Yeah. While while his call up was cool, I just wished for him to go back to his heelish ways when he was in Legado, right? So now that we're kind of finally seeing that uh we might get legado 2.0 soon right for that too. yeah so um and that's gonna be with two more underutilized and underappreciated wrestlers that'll be given a chance to shine too so that should be good too yeah so i mean yeah the match is short we know that and i i don't know i felt like this match had versus uh ray feels with just the way it's been built up and different things like that with the feud but like i feel like they let it down i was hoping for it to be like a really good match and it wound up being very short but maybe part of me is also thinking maybe this is the long-term booking. Maybe they wanted it to be short to have the fans invested in it and then go long longer next time and make it an instant classic. So, you know, I, mean, I don't know. Because the it's next like, match has to be a good, wholesome match. That's the thing. Like, I feel yeah. like the match was this one, right? And could have been longer, like, because you already have so many potential options for Santos Escobar to face, right? He have You have a feud with Carlito, right? Eventually, when Ray comes back from knee surgery, you're gonna have to feud, you know, with Ray again. That's probably um, a mania match, not to mention. Right, could be. It could be. It could be Ray Mysterio's retirement match because I know he's been mentioning he's been wanting to wind it down. So it could be a Santos versus Ray Mysterio. It could be sort of like a career versus. Uh, he's got meniscus surgery, so that's gonna be a man. weeks. Yeah, because again, now we don't know what's going to happen with Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro. I mean, we know that Santos Escobar wants nothing to do with them. Uh, so it's like, you know, are they going to be part of LWO? Are they going to be rebooted to something different? Nobody knows. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's why, like, in my opinion, this was kind of like a missed opportunity here. Um, yeah. Kind of, you know, given a couple of moments, it's just kind of like show the world a preview of you know, what we're in store for, you know, for years to come, you know? So moving on, we have the women's world championship, Rhea Ripley defeating and retaining against Zoe Stark. You you knew Ripley was going to win this. So this is more of a, what can Zoe Stark do for the division? And now you yep. know, that, okay, you could put Zoe Stark in any situation and she can do real well. Yeah, exactly. She's a powerhouse, but she's also technical and is a good, really good wrestler. I mean, we know her. We all know her promo skills. Use work. We all know that. Y'all see it. I'm tired of people pointing it out. You know it already. However, sometimes promo skills may not be your strong suit, but you could still put a cut a decent promo. And if worst comes to worst, you get somebody a mouthpiece in the future during a run, whether it's face or heel. Which I know we don't technically use those terms in wrestling anymore, but technically what they really are. But my thing was, yeah, the match served its purpose. We obviously knew Rio wasn't going to lose. If she's going to lose the, the championship, it's going to be either to Becky or Jade. You will talk about Jade in a bit, too. That's another good conversation that was brought up in the, the fallout. Yeah, with, she stands. With, with uh, 
in regards to this match, I felt like this was just a big test for Zoe Stark. Rhea Ripley, we know what Rhea Ripley can do and what she's capable of doing. You know, she looks like a star. She's presented like a star. I mean, listen, she's the world's, you know, champion, right? And in regards to Zoe Stark, it's like, all right, how can she handle an opportunity like this, right? And especially, like, this isn't just a regular episode of Monday Night Raw. No, you're in a championship match at Survivor Series, right? One of the major pay-per-views. And I think she held her own. I think she, she did solid work. Again, like, I don't know what's going to go, you know, what's going to happen going forward for Zoe Stark, but this was just an opportunity to, for Zoe to kind of like showcase herself and show what she's capable of doing. Yeah, I agree. No objection for that. We move on to the main event, the men's war games, in which we saw Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, Jay Uso, and Sami Zayn defeat Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Drew McIntyre, Dominic Mysterio, and JD McDonough. Shout out to the Viper. That's I mean, the nice was fun. You could see the clear-cut tension between McIntyre and the rest of the uh, wrestlers. It's not really more so about... I don't like the stare-down that they had before the match started. Yes, right? you, know, you know, something like this will be a current, a recurring theme going okay. forward. Yeah. So you'll see the Judgment Day and Drew McIntyre beef at some point going forward. That could be possible. Pick, pick and choose. You'll probably Priest versus McIntyre, right? After an opportunity, you can see later on the line. You know, McIntyre and Orton had the issues in the past. Him and Cody are not that cool. He wants to beat the fuck out of Jay. So you, there's another situation there where if they don't pull the, the trigger on Jay versus Jimmy, you have a Jay versus Drew match, which would That's be a great match. First match is set for WrestleMania, believe it or not, Jay versus uh, Jimmy. So that one's pretty much set in stone. We don't got to worry about that one. We'll see. Things change. It's just, you just don't know how it's going to pan out when you get to the Rumble. And you get to the chamber, and it's like, well, what's the, what's what are you gonna do here? Well, I mean, uh, no, that's the thing. I think when it comes to Cody Rhodes and finishing his story, right, which his story would most likely end with him challenging Roman Reigns, right? You can you can kind of picture a scenario where the bloodline kind of does a beatdown, right, on Cody Rhodes, and Jay Uso makes the save, and that's how you set up Jay versus Jimmy. Um, but yeah, like we saw a lot of, I think we got a lot of answers and probably clarity of like where things are going to go. Like I honestly expected Randy Orton to like go after Jay. Yeah. Like RKO Jay. I didn't expect, like, I didn't expect that at all to like turn on Cody. He was, he was um, about, he was about to RKO him at one point during the match. But then told me and say, yo, just so you know, was... I'm back, but we ain't. We ain't gonna forget. Yeah, he basically said, "Oh, I I remember you took me out," and then you clearly hear Jay Uso say, "I'm sorry, Us," and then super kicks Priest, who is about to attack uh, Randy Orton. I think that's why he spared him. But I think it's a good idea to keep Orton as a face. I know people are like, "Oh yeah, turn him heel by Royal Rumble." I'm going to disagree with that for many reasons. Just for the fact that Orton, before he got injured, was on one of the hottest face runs he's ever had with Riddle. Not only that, and he also said it was one of the more enjoyable face runs he's had in recent memory as a face. Well, it's no more riddle now, so that's the problem. Like I'm with and you on that. And speaking well, of riddle, you saw how salty he was, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah there's, exactly. There's a lot of riddle, like. But or remember, Orton's also 
Orton's also another one that's been successful in the tag team scene too, with whoever he's been with. Because think about it, we had a rated RKO back in the day. We have him and Riddle were successful as a tag team too. So I mean, I'm sure he's had other people he's tag team where we have legacy and stuff like that. But I mean, an evolution of oh God, there's so many, but. I'm saying that I don't think it's a good idea for him to go heel for a while. If you're going to do something heel, either do it during WrestleMania season or do it after WrestleMania season when everything resets. I feel like, like I get you, I get you, but I'm gonna like disagree I with you getting, here. I think we're getting Randy versus Drew at some point again. I, to be honest with you, I think we're getting Randy versus Cody. Um, I feel like there's been would, a lot of focus. Because remember this whole story of Cody finishing his story correct so right i mean you, could, yeah, you can do that too you can wait till... all depends on what they do to set up rock reigns well we don't if know they, if they that. set it up for whatever time frame for rock reigns and they don't pull the trigger then you got to go with cody if they go with rock reigns then give cody... reigns can wrestle both nights he wrestles he opens up night one and closes night two face the rock one that, night but you gotta see but you gotta see who pans out first Cody Reigns, book that's a guarantee match, but the money is Rock so Reigns. Reigns, yeah, of course, we know that, but I'm thinking about it like this. If he's wrestling a match against The Rock, we know Reigns is going to carry a majority of that match because Rock is going to be, yeah, I know he's probably working on it right now, but he could be super rusty. But he's older and he's at a point that he does it like part, part-time. He's more like in the Goldberg territory. He wrestles once every couple of years, a couple matches, this and that. So it's not that easy. So I could see a match like that where, you know, Reigns has to carry most of the match. And then the next match that he fights Cody is where, honestly, Cody looks dominant and sort of ends Reigns' dominant reign. I could see that happening where Cody's the one that's dominant the next night. So my my thinking is they could both do it because technically Reigns would be tired night two. So. Again, we're all talking speculations, right? Correct. Because we, we didn't know that a certain somebody was coming back Right, right I after he was done. Before we, before we move on to that, that RKO spot was absolutely crazy, but hilarious at the same time when JD just like freaking dolphin dive off the top of the game. Uh, that's a list of iconic RKOs, right? Yeah. I love what they did. Like as soon as like Randy Orton came out, it all became about Randy Orton, and that's a respect thing, especially right. in Chicago, where he's not that welcome in there. Deservedly so, because you know the turnbuckle DDT, you know everybody doing it. And yeah, then, that was. That was um, I, like that too. I, I don't think like Orton was on fire. Like he was just on fire, like a man possessed. Like he just took out everyone. And what is he? 43, 44 years old. Forty three. Trem- yeah. Tremendous shape. Like he looks Orton. Ox. He and, put on a good 10, 15 pounds and just filled out. He's honestly you he's look a at, mammoth of a man. You look at Orton right now and bearing any like serious injuries, just the shape that he's in right now, he could go another five, seven years. I know, like, you know, there's a video of him going like yeah. 10 to the crowd, you know, and obviously a lot of people like, you know, are assuming you can go 10 years. Exactly. I don't know if that, you know, uh, because injuries do catch up to you, but he he's in top to his shape. Yeah, yeah, so he has to put muscle on the area that got affected just to avoid any further injury. And I'm sure he's not going to be doing a lot of the stuff that he does until he's more comfortable and is able to tolerate a little bit of the pain. Because as you saw through the match, he had a little bit of pain on him. Now, yeah. obviously, he hasn't wrestled in over 550 days, number one. And number two, it's just he didn't do a lot of crazy spots in the match. They, they protected him. So there's he did that. just he enough. 
he and, can be protected for a while. And one of the best swerves in the match was, you know, after the 10 second countdown and everybody kind of like expected Randy Orton, you hear, uh, we see Rhea Ripley kind of, you know, run to the ring with the money in the bank contract. And a lot of people were like, whoa, like, you know, cashing in during the match. Like, I thought if there was going to be a cash in, it would be after the match, but during the match, you know, that was, that was, that was a good tease. That was a good tease. And then obviously Randy Orton came out, which, you know, the crowd was on fire, you know. He's going to fail the cash. He's going to fail the cash. Yeah, I think, I think so. I mean, I, I said this again, like time and time, really don't see a scenario where Priest becomes champion. Like, right like, like from here to Mania season, right? No, I, not I, ready. I he's not ready yet. It's not that he's he's not ready. I think he is ready, but I just don't see a scenario where he becomes champion because it's like There's so many have, stories out there. You have Seth, right? You have Damian Priest, not Damian Priest, uh, Drew McIntyre, right? They're gonna battle it out for the World Heavyweight Championship, and then uh, the return of a, a certain someone. He's also probably gonna be in the mix, right? Unless you know he does a, another feed with somebody else, right? But I, I just don't see a scenario where he like cashes in successfully. They pulled the trigger; it should have been months ago, and now you gotta drag it and drag it until they damn like I run out of options. No, right? Or 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 a scenario that I don't see Priest walking or leaving WrestleMania with the briefcase, right? And I can see Priest probably cashing in within the next month, and probably either. Entering Royal Rumble with the title or leaving Royal Rumble with the title, I can see that, and then probably lose it like the next pay per view or so. But I mean, that would just hurt him again. Like the way they've handled the money in the bank briefcase for Priest, it's tough because they kind of put him in a tough position here. So, I think he's gonna. Like I think he is gonna get a failed cash in, and I think it's gonna be sort of he's gonna be injured because if I remember right, they said he's been wrestling through several injuries. So once. He loses that case. I think he's going to take some time off. I wonder. I wonder if McIntyre is going to be part of that failed cash, and you know that he might do it just because just the way he got. He felt like he was I handled. Think... How he felt like he was handled during the match. You know, he's about to go right in at as the, the third, the fourth person in the match. Priest slaps him and go, "Yo, follow the plan, y'all." So the plan changes now, huh? He was like, "Listen, do what I say," and pushed him back and took and took off. I was like, "Yeah, listen," and then and, huh. and you know. McIntyre walks off the match pretty quickly. Like you know, he's pissed. So he's gonna be on a, on a war path going forward. Maybe well, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Fuck all that. See a punk is back, baby. Everybody thinks McIntyre is mad about different things, but maybe it's maybe it's a character progression. You're probably right. Yeah, it is what it is. But see punk is back. Let's get back to it. Let's get to what this pay per view was all about at the end. Well, it ended, but you know, it's well, all about punk, baby. The, they the say big, he was done. They say he was out. And guess what? He the left biggest return of the night was not CM Punk, Joe. by the way, though. What happened? The biggest return of the night wasn't what? CM Punk. Yeah, no, it was our truth. truth. It was our truth. <laughs> it was our truth. We know that. But he leaves it's Wembley a, a, wrestling his boy. It's our truth, too, by the way. Good to see him back, too. Yeah. Him, him with Tozawa's comedy gold. That's all with the chips. Up. And then yes. he's going crazy while Uso goes goes in with the crowd. Yep. It's classic. Yes. But he leaves Wembley Stadium. And he leaves wrestling his boy in August. And now he's back in WWE. Everybody's going crazy. The whole world. I don't realize the the last, I think they broke it down. The pay-per-view cracked 26 million viewers. 
the thing spiked, I think, 9 million viewerships. At the end, when Orton returned to when the fallout began, that was 9 million views in anticipation for, for Orton and Punk. So the fact that W capitalized at the end when they got the viewership at a high note and took to a little bringing Punk in was... Triple H had, triple H had the chef hat on. That's all I'm going to say. It was immaculate. And then we go into the fallout where he broke down all of Rip. And clearly, you know, we talk about the elf in the room, R-Truth coming back. And then he praises Orton for how he was a dickhead as a kid coming into things. And he baby, and they babied him. And we, you know, he, him personally babied him into the game, which was the wrong thing to do. And then from 2003, 2004, the 20, 20 years later, how impressive Orton is and how great of a, of a, how valuable he is to the company. And then they asked him, you know, what about Punk? And he said he came out and took his one point ahead, and which I was very impressed about, by the way. He actually took all the bullets that, were, that was ready for him, took every shot, and doubled down and bounced back with a great response to every question. He had issues about health, concussion protocol, and safety measures with the medical staff was terrible. One reason why Punk left. And he doubles down and says, people grow. If you're not the same person you were 10 years ago, then you wouldn't then you've done nothing at all. So yeah. Fact, he's grown up. He's apologized for, he essentially apologized for his mistakes, right? You don't speak for him. So he buried Vince, yeah. right? And saying it was a lot of Vince's issues regards for that. He's just following the rules because he's below him as an exec. I'm just gonna say, saying, you know, times have changed. Vince, Vince, Vince don't have a say no more. He, can't, he doesn't have a say anymore now. Yeah, he gets so that's his pride. And, and, and according to Triple H, not even TKO knew. No. It was so, just, I mean, a, it was all Nick Khan's idea. With obviously with with Triple H and him working side by side, right? In the past week or so two, I would say it's a good thing for WWE because you get a lot of a lot of talent that wasn't being utilized right is being utilized better. Number one, number two, now we get a lot more signings that we didn't expect. There's no blockade or oh, you know, this that bullshit tag. I right? never say never with Vince, and it's really never unless you know it's to a point that yeah, hell froze hell froze over a couple times. <laughs> So let's put it like this. The two main guys that said they would never come back to WWE ever were Bruno Sammartino, and look what happened with that. Ultimate Warrior, because you know they had bad blood. Sting had bad blood with WWE because of a lot of religious views and different things they did. And now CM Punk. So, I mean, it is really good. And Bret Hart. Never. Yeah, Bret Hart too. There's, there's, there's been so many wrestlers over the years. But, you know, it's a good thing. Like I said, CM Punk is back. Uh, we know the talks accelerated fast. I think they say he signed the day of. Survivor Series, and they told the talent right before the match happened, yeah, he's going to be out. Yeah, there's, there's so many, like, different reports because there's, like, oh, he signed a multi-year deal, and then three there's years. also... The rumor is three-year deal. Yeah, the then there's also reports that he's still a free agent. No, but, I mean... Free agent, free agent part would be... I think they clarified that. Free agent part would be he's not part of Raw. Oh, he's not part of SmackDown. Like, okay. He's not part um, of NXT, which, which means that they're going to probably use the hell out of him on every channel. Which is honestly, I think what CM Punk was looking for in the company. I get that, you know, Tony Khan created a whole fucking show after him in AEW. But the show was CM... was for CM Punk. I know, that's what I'm saying. But like I think CM Punk also wanted to help a lot of wrestlers. Cause when I remember what Son of B said a while ago, that he, you know, talked to a lot of younger wrestlers, gave him advice. You know, he talked to Cody, he talked to Jade, talked to a lot of people at AEW. He did help a lot of people. So maybe he goes along that route and tries to help WWE. WWE focuses that more because I mean, at the end of the day, we know that's what he wants. He he's 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 still forty five years old, right? Got um, a whole lot, whole lot. He still, of, he still has gas in the tank, right? Um, and 
again, kind of like piggyback on what B said, you know, for Triple H to say, and I quote, this is exactly what he said on the press conference, like a lot of time has has gone by almost 10 years, right? And yeah. if you are the same person you were 10 years ago, 10 years later, you've messed up. Like it just shows like the growth between Triple H and CM Punk. So to have CM Punk in WWE kind of seems surreal because, you know, throughout the mm-hmm. years, we've seen Punk consistently take shots at WWE. And only you know knows punks knows his his reasons why right. A lot of people can speculate you know being fired on his wedding day and and you know and so on right. But again, just shows that you know throughout these ten years how much both parties have grown. Now, back then when it was Triple H and and CM Punk, Triple H wasn't that higher up. You know, in ranking, he's got to right? follow protocol. He's got to follow what's being told to do. At the end of the day, no matter where you are, you're still an employee. Now he's an right. executive. It's a way different landscape well, he is now. Not only that, I think he also, like you said, that quote was powerful that Triple H said at the press conference. But the other thing is too is like I thought about it. You know, this is that. Yes, did CM Punk get college in WWE and AEW before? Absolutely. But that quote that he said is true because if CM Punk was able to bury the hatchet with Triple H and you know bury the hatchet with Seth Rollins and a lot of other wrestlers. I'm sure he buried it with, because that's, from what I've seen interviews that leaked, it looked like CM Punk actually made big, big, big changes to try to get back in WWE and, you know, fix those bridges, mend them. Because I heard Seth Rollins had an interview, he said, yeah, they reached out, they were able to mend bridges and all this stuff like that. So, I mean, there's a yeah, lot. I mean, a lot. I mean, listen, but having CM Punk around, it also can create a little bit of heat because it's like, damn. Here comes another major name, major guy taking my spot, right? So it's like Fight of the Fittest. Right. The name like CM Punk who can draw, like, listen, right now it's it's crazy because WWE will play their cards right. They have Roman Reigns who before CM Punk was their biggest draw. They have him on SmackDown. And all that showed up as soon as the music came. Now they have the craziest part. Yeah, now they have CM Punk, which they can put him on Raw, and now you have a balance of ratings between both shows. Because before Punk, you know, SmackDown draws more viewers and ratings than Monday Night Raw. You put CM Punk on Raw, and it's like, you kind of like balance. A lot of stuff out. Now it's up to Korea to get it done. USA is going to definitely keep Monday Night Raw now. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, no, this, and it's... uh, all right, a, it makes a lot no, of people absolutely zero sense to get if they if they were able to pull off CM Punk, you think USA is going to say, "Oh yeah, we don't we don't want you anymore." Hell no. Listen, as and, and maybe I could be, a, maybe I'm a hypocrite, right? Um, both y'all beca- because y'all. because <laughs> I've been critical of CM Punk, right? Super. Um, yeah, me too. But both y'all. But the fact that you know, as as wrestling fans, right? You bring in CM Punk after so many years, which is a move that not a lot of wrestling fans would expect, right? To ever oh, happen. Yeah. yeah. Like one one would probably think, all right, the, the not the next possibility of CM Punk showing up in a WWE would possibly remote chance be like a Hall of Fame induction ceremony. But right. no, you get him back as an in-ring competitor. Granted, at 45 years old, but you look at his shape. Right, and he looks like he he's 
He lost been working and bulked up a little bit. Right. He's been working, you know, working out yeah. and he looks he looks in top shape. So also, there's clear awesome. motivation on Punk's side too. So you, yeah. you take that and then you know you take Triple H's motivation to continue growing WWE, right? I'm gonna, throw another name. I'm gonna throw another name out there now. This is this is a special moment, you know. Yeah, and not only that, that opens up the door for another person to make the comeback. Who I think that's the next rumored name for Rory Rumble might make an appearance, which is his wife AJ. Yeah, I mean, Eleven. who knows? Who knows if if AJ Lee is in the right mindset, you can have her as a surprise appearance. The women's. Royal Rumble match. Correct. I think I could see that happening, and I could see like a Hall of Fame induction because maybe I know she said in interviews she doesn't really want to wrestle like that no more because her injury was almost career threatening for her and different right. things like that. And I know she still wrestles because obviously you know the show Heels that was canceled. She uh, wrestled and, CM Punk. And she's still no, and she's still young, thirty six. Yeah, a lot of lot of wrestling. Life There's life. a lot of gas in the tank for her too. I mean, it's, it's if, if, if her if her mind and heart are in the right place, you know. Right. Um, and, and obviously, you know, physically, she's able to maintain. Then, listen, why not, right? And, I and see, now I it looks, see a at, yeah, yeah, no, now it definitely looks, it definitely looks possible. And to be honest with you, I don't even think it's a one appearance. I can see like one good run. run. Yeah, um, I, I would say all right, run, but she has the potential to do, you know, either part time or what CM Punk is doing right now. So. Like a like a two three. That's what I think. I'm curious too. Curious to see how Punk's run is going to be. If he's going to have a run like Edge, where he appears for a little bit and disappears, or if he's full time, because I I don't know if CM Punk's going to want to do full time. And again, he's 45, but yeah. I'm now, sure they gave more. They there's a more reduced schedule now in WWE than there was before. So I mean, that's also another thing too. Yeah. Now, real quick, before we get into our last topic, we we saw videos of all over the internet of Drew McIntyre kind of leaving uh, angrily before CM Punk came back. And even there were reports that, you know, he stormed out of the building right now, you know, right after. And then also with, in regards to Seth Rollins and the way he reacted when CM Punk came out, started, you know, throwing kind of like a fit or a tantrum, you know, uh, oh, the middle thing. Like the Pepsi fill. Now, <laughs> now the question is, is that, a work or is that a real? lot of people are a lot of people are saying it's part work part real life i think he still has issues with cm punk but i think he's willing to work with him a lot of people are saying it's a work just for the fact that seth Rollins came out of an interview and said that he squashed things with cm punk a while ago and that's seth Rollins is not dumb because unless and a lot of people don't pay attention to the interviews and the independent stuff that they do outside of wrestling right like for example, no one really understood the whole confines of why Heyman hated Ben Wall back in the day for obvious reasons. But people realized, oh shit, he did an interview four or five years ago in Europe talking about this, that, and the third. Or when Cody Rhodes was at at AEW, but he was talking about his time in the Rumble with in, at the Garden with Undertaker, right? And, like, and different variety of things. People don't realize that. Or the whole what yeah. happened to Miss McMahon at the Royal Rumble with Batista and Cena and Edge actually told the story. No one realized that those interviews came, came out six, seven, eight years ago, right? Way, way long ago. So if you're not paying attention to stuff like that, you're not going to realize that Rollins being one of the top guys, obviously going to have a say on things. Cody had to say. You could tell Reigns had to say. Everybody who's up top, the top of the top of the company on the roster, had input on this. 
Sephiroth is going to do this because one, he has a lot of respect for for Punk for what Punk did for him coming into wrestling exactly. into the WWE, right? The point, Shield stuff, NXT stuff going prior. So obviously he knows I have, you know, if Punk wants to come back, then I'm I welcome him back with open arms. Obviously we have issues, but things change. Correct. So that that goes into detail. But As for Drew McIntyre, there's a I think Drew I think it's more so frustration because of not how the match went, it was his input into the match, right? The only thing that, let's be honest, the only thing that McIntyre really did was beat the fuck out of, out of Jay. And even then, he it was, wasn't like, what we, sort of we, we wanted to see Jay get his ass beat, but we didn't get enough time on that, right? And not to mention, so made a good point, we were watching it, the actual pay-per-view ended at 10.46, 10.47. Most of these pay-per-views go to 11, right? These, these major, yeah. these major, major pay-per-views, the big four, Rumble, yeah. Spider Series, Mania, SummerSlam. Those were four-hour shows at least, right? Mania, you didn't Mania. get to the four-hour mark. And so to go point, I was like, they kind of rushed a couple of matches leading up to this. And you gave as right. much time as you wanted for both war games. I think the women's match was just enough. It could have went maybe a couple minutes longer. Yeah, because you have to kind of wait till every superstar is in the ring in order for the match to Yeah, happen. and they were pretty quick. And they tried to give the buffer for the... Randy Orton, you know, yeah. the, 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 the question mark, right? Was they flipped that into Rhea Ripley. So you gave that, that segment. And then you gave the Orton entrance, you know, his slow walk up and then giving him his, his two minutes of fame to start out as a, as a return. Mm -hmm. But you still did. McIntyre is the one that kind of missed out on a lot of stuff. They gave Dom his segment, which was great, right? Dom doing dickhead things and getting his ass beat at the end. Classic. Mm, great. You really needed that. You gave Cody and Seth their moments. You gave McDonough a great a race part. Balor and Rollins opened yeah. it up. Jay Uso took off early, right? And and you gave Orin his run at the end to, to seal the deal for the win. But you didn't get enough McIntyre through. And McIntyre had a lot of beef with everybody in there because of the decisions he made, right? The Claymore to Jay, destroying the ring with everybody involved with Rollins and Cody and stuff like that. So I think that's more frustrations, and then that's going to lead up to them using that as a storyline. Yeah, I think they. I don't think I think it was more so frustrations because he could have walked out. Everybody else did. Yeah, I mean the whole storming out was kind of might have been a work, but him leaving the arena, the cameraman kind of like gave him the signal for him to storm out, right? Yeah, so and, that was the work. That was the and, and it was also reported that right bef like before the match before uh the men's war games match that all competitors knew that cm punk was coming out so right. that 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 seth tantrum like was there was no need for that because you knew he was coming out <laughs> and as regards to drew it's like could be a 50 50 because there has been again conflict with his contract situation right right and plus so they, that's it, the suspect part they, yeah, and then work, but there's a lot in tell for that and then again, you're bringing in Punk, which potentially could take my spot. Take exactly, exactly. Take all who are your top five on each side, right? You got Roman, um, Uso, Roman, Jimmy, Solo, right? And pick two Styles and one more in SmackDown. I mean, LA KO. Then you go to Raw, and you got Seth, you got Cody, you now have Punk coming back, and you got the Judgment Day, and Gunther. So it's like. <laughs> all, all your matches you have what is that what does that lead me and now you're working you don't there's no there's no talk of an extension and there has been a talk of a new deal being made now like oh we'll give you another year right yeah. you have heard nothing out of drew since he came back right so is he doing the whole red mysterio oh i'll work 
pay me per event and to keep me in, in the loop for what's going on. Or, you know, is you going to come on and say, fuck CM Punk, see me in the ring at the Rumble, or even prior, you know, and, and that going forward. You could do an Escobar Dragon League rematch and have them winner goes to the Rumble, right? Yeah. You could have a Drew Punk situation with that same same idea, but you don't know what where that came from. That's like, oh, we'll give you a match just for storyline purposes, but is it a match because I'm going to get a contract renewal or am I getting an extension like a year, two years, right. six months? Am I going to be here till Mania? Is he going to walk out and go to AEW? Because now we're talking about everybody leaving and sort of made a good point prior before we get to the that final segment, the final piece. The co- the first nail in the coffin was laid down when you had your, your attendance exposed weekly. It wasn't just per like pay-per-view your weekly under attend your attendance has been under by at least 20 percent every house show every live show right you were gonna lose cody jay was gonna walk so it is we're gonna lose him regardless you listen to your constituents right everybody was shitting on punk at aw doing you know messing with the hand fit double fist up this and the third and you let them make fun of Punk all all year, right? And then he walks over because you, Tony Khan, got him out the door, and now he's at red hot at WWE where he, now he, where he wants to be at with a plethora of work to do in time for the biggest part of the year. So now you look at Drew and it's like, yo, hold on a second. So where the fuck do I stay in all this? Where do I, I yeah, exactly? Here? Where do I fit in? Which right now it's it's a dark cloud. Yeah, it's like, and it's gonna get yeah. darker, and that's the that's the tougher, that's the, that's right. the probably more frustrating thing. Because up until up until two, three, let me correct myself, probably like a month, you you thought that the program was gonna be McIntyre eventually winning the world heavyweight champion as a heel against Seth Rollins, and over and the week you just you, you no, you got CM Punk teases, and it's like. No, he's not coming. Oh, it, okay. We yeah, was wrong. Teasing, and teasing and teasing, and then now he's here. So it's like, so um, you lost, missed out on that. Are you, are you want an IC belt? You got four lines. Lots yeah. of going on with the IC belt now. Who's up? You got to now yeah. earn that. It's a, right. it's a reset over and over again. Yeah. Uh, and to close out, guys, I need you guys to pick the biggest winner and loser from from Survivor Series. The biggest loser is Damian Priest. Okay. Another big preview goes by. Another failed cash in attempt. Another failed oh. attempt to cash in. I actually, I actually like that. Didn't think about Damian Priest, but I actually like that answer. It's a individual. And then the biggest winner is us. Like, it was a great pay-per-view top to bottom. You know, even maybe the Esquire batch was the weakest one. It was a good match. It was just short, right? The regular okay. match was great. The, uh, the women's match was great. The men's match was great. You could pick one of those two as match of the night, right? The Miz showed out. Gunther showed out. But the fans got... Sorry, let me change this. The city of Chicago were the biggest winners because they got our <laughs> truth <laughs> They got the New Day showing up, making appearances with Slim Jim, right? You got all your appearances with Tazawa and Otis bullshitting around with our truth and whatnot. You got a returning Randy Orton in a climactic fashion. And then you got CM Punk who is a god in the state of Illinois to show up to return to a company he loved being in for a long period of time. <laughs> Chicago won. Okay. Edry? Yeah, yeah. for me, I'll keep it simple. I'm not going to go too hard. I think the biggest loser was, again, the uh, 
Santos and Dragon Lee match. I think that's for me. That was the biggest loser tonight for the reason that the match had so much potential and they just cut it short. So for me, it sort of hurts any feud that they have, I think, in the long term because it's sort of like you could have built on something there and you sort of just say, oh, let's cut it short. And it sort of it kills the anticipation and the hype for it a little bit, I think, in my opinion. For me, probably the biggest winner of the night would probably be, I'm going to say Randy Orange, just for the fact that I think by he came back from a career-threatening injury, double fusion surgery. It's a pretty uh, hard surgery to, uh, I can't imagine, to go through and come back from. And 550 days later, he's back. That looks and great. He looks like yep. he worked out like crazy to get himself back into wrestling shape. So those are my winner and losers for the night. All right. I think uh, my biggest winner is CM Punk. From a moment that nobody thought that he would be wrestling again, especially for WWE, but I'm going to keep this short. It has to be CM Punk. The Just the amount of potential dream matches are there, and to be back in WWE, it is a big well, deal. Now and, the younger superstar, too. And right, so it's, it's a nice blend, you know? It's a nice blend. And he is stated to be at Monday Night Raw t- tomorrow night, so... He didn't have that, he didn't have a full blown NXT roster plan like that when uh, he didn't have a full NXT roster like that back in the day where he could say it was on TV and he can go there and switch between shows to fight. So yeah, I agree with that one. Yeah, and the biggest loser, <laughs> it's all elite wrestling. They are the biggest loser. Um, you lose your biggest draw to your not rival. Not, not that you lose, you <laughs> threw out. No, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be nice, and I'm gonna. Re- you stop lose that! No, no, no! You, you draw. were doing that shit yesterday. You were talking all that shit yesterday. You, See, lose your, you lose your biggest draw to your rival, in which now, like, in terms of ratings and viewership, because remember when AEW started. All you heard was Tony Khan and Chris Jericho talk about, oh, AEW beat the demo, Raw on the demo, or we're not seeing that. We haven't seen one of those tweets in God knows how long. So now you get CM Punk and it's like, listen, AEW has done better without Punk. Um, the, 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 ma- the match production has been a lot better. And in terms of, you know, work environment. But yeah, you know, as, as you know, and CM Punk signs with WWE, yeah, that, that, it's clear that AEW... It's just a cult of personality, man. Yeah, that's basically it, and I rest my case. <clears throat> so, as we uh, wrap this up, Senor Soto, if you can please, throw it up for the viewers. I think everybody needs to know where our link tree is. Ah, right on, right, right on the fucking money. Let's see what we got. If you want to check us out on our streaming, you can check us out on YouTube. On uh, they call it they call it X. I'ma call it Twitter, right? We are live on Twitch as well. You want to hear us? We got Spotify, we got Apple, right? You want to talk to us? We're on IG, we're on Threads, we're on TikTok. You want to go ahead and and listen? What are y'all doing, man? Join the Discord. Holler at the Discord. We want to talk to y'all or e- even email us. That's a fucking Soto wants to talk to you guys. He wants to be a carrier pigeon in this, right? You want you want. Little cool, cool, fucking turn the window. Look at that, look at that. CM Punk forever. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that, whatever the case may be. Just. I mean, I want to interact with you guys, but I can't interact with you on TikTok because they have they have us in, in their jailhouse. So. Yeah, the feds are on us, but it's okay. We'll be all so, right. But don't worry. There's other platforms. 
there's other platforms. Locked won't let us out. Basically, I've been checking every day. That being said, you know, we appreciate you guys tuning in week in and week out and showing us love. If you want to you want to create your own podcast, you could join us free and easy on an app known as Podcasters, formerly known as Anchor. They're now they're now collab with Spotify. And they went ahead and made everything free and easy. All you have to do is sign up via email and you're good to go. Like Henry with Senpai says, with us with Sunset Flip Wrestling, you too can join the podcast scene. And not to mention, if you want to be able to promote and boost your marketing production, all you got to use is stream via StreamYard or Zoom. For a small nominal fee, you can go live and have the fans, the fans of Soto, per se. I don't have any fans. We have, we got Soto's on. I don't got a lot of fans, but I love each and every one of them. <laughs> so even then, you know, use StreamYard. You could promote almost anywhere you want. Except for Westwood One. We'll be in California one day. As soon as being so hit one of these parlays. <laughs> Book it. With that being said, hello, Henry about the door. We're about to do the same thing and follow Henry. What's the move? Probably uh some Call of Duty to end the night. And then you already know tomorrow, Monday night raw. So I'm gonna be glued to that TV to see. Cause listen, tomorrow it's gonna be kind of like the start of we get a tease of what's going to happen at the Royal Rumble, right? I'm going to be glued. I'm going to see who who's, you know, CM Punk. You're going to have Monday Night Raw, CM Punk, and a mic. Scary times. We might get a pipe bomb. We might not. But it's going to be going to be epic. Do be we epic. get the Mr. Kennedy? You know, one of those segments. You get a pipe bomb. Yo, we love it. So... Bye, kid. I'm up out of here. Till next time. Peace.